I love this passage from Matthew. It's very well known. I imagine you've heard it before. And there's uh, something about our current situation with COVID and the pandemic that uh, can maybe make us feel like uh, we're in a boat getting battered by waves. There's so much going on right now. The politics in our country, whatever side you're on, the pandemic, economic concerns, there's a lot going on. Our need to address issues of racism. So sometimes it can feel like we're in a boat being battered. And one thing that's important about this story is that except for Jesus, all the disciples are in the same boat. So it's important to remember that we're all in the boat together, not alone even if it feels that way. James Martin, who's a uh, Jesuit priest, he's well known on uh, news and social media, says that uh, he loves to use this passage in spiritual direction when he's working with people on their spiritual life. And he says, one of the most common struggles in the spiritual life is a feeling of God's absence during painful times. A feeling of God's absence during painful times. Maybe some of you are feeling that right now. These are painful times for many. We think of this story and this passage as being about Jesus walking on water, and that's often how it's referred to, the story of Jesus walking on the water. But I think it's really a story about Peter, not about Jesus. So I want to invite you into a form of uh, contemplative prayer, actually often used by Jesuits, where you experience a scripture story through one of the characters by placing yourself in the story. So this morning, I want to invite us to enter into this story through Peter's eyes. I want you to hear it and experience it as if you are Peter. And if it's helpful to imagine it, you can close your eyes. Jesus has just uh, fed the 5,000 from last Sunday, and these are the crowds he's going to dismiss. So just imagine yourself, you've just experienced that amazing feeding, and then Jesus tells you and the other disciples to get into the boat and to go across the lake to the other side without him. And he's going to go up on a mountain to pray. So you head out with the disciples in the boat. What are you feeling? Are you wondering when you'll see Jesus again or how he's going to get to the other side? You've been traveling with Jesus. What does it feel like to not be with him right now? You're out on the lake and it's night, it's dark, and a storm comes up. There's a lot of wind feel the wind, hear the waves battering against the boat, knowing you're far from land. The wind is against you. It's hard work to try to get to the other side. What does that feel like? 
it starts getting a little bit lighter so you can see how far you are from the shore. You see a figure walking toward you on the water. People do not walk on water. What is it like seeing that? The passage says the disciples were terrified and they thought it was a ghost. So imagine you're out on a boat and it's just early dawn and you think you see a ghost. Imagine that fear, that terror. Imagine crying out in fear. Then imagine hearing Jesus' voice. You hear Jesus' voice say, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. How strange to hear Jesus' voice out on the lake. And you say to Jesus, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Why do you say that? Are you doubting if it's Jesus? Or are you thinking, if it's truly Jesus and he can walk on water, he can call me to do the same? Hear Jesus say to you, come. In the midst of the wind, in the waves, picture yourself getting out of the boat and starting to walk on the water towards Jesus. You're doing it. You are walking on water towards Jesus. You feel the strong wind and the waves. You become afraid. Imagine your fear. And now you begin to sink in the water. Hear yourself cry out to Jesus, Lord, save me. See Jesus reach out his hand to you and catch you and pull you up so you are standing on the lake with Jesus. Jesus says to you, you of little faith, why did you doubt? How do you hear his voice? Is Jesus angry? Is he rebuking you? I want to invite you to hear Jesus' voice. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Not as anger, but more like a parent teaching their child to swim. You of little faith, why did you doubt? I've got you. Hear Jesus saying it that way, I've got you. Now climb back into the boat with Jesus. And as soon as you do, the wind and the waves cease and the lake is calm. All the other disciples have been watching 
And with amazement, they look at Jesus and say, Truly, you are the Son of God. What was it like to experience the story as Peter? I wonder what strikes you the most about this story. What surprised you or struck you? The thing that strikes me the most about this story and why I think it's actually a story about Peter and not about Jesus is that Peter starts to walk on the water and only sinks when he starts to focus on his fear. It's only when Peter stops looking at Jesus, stops focusing on Jesus, and turns his attention to his fear that he starts to sink. He loses focus on Jesus. As some of you know, I love to do, uh, I love cycling. And one of the most important things, especially when you're riding a mountain bike, is to look where you want the bike to go. So if you're at a switchback, you have to look where you want to exit the switchback. And often those switchbacks, there's a drop-off. And when I think about most of the crashes I've had on my mountain bike, it's because I've been looking at where I'm afraid I'm going to go, not where I want to go, and I end up going where I'm looking. I'm looking at my fear, and that's what ends up happening. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said of this passage, Peter had to leave the ship and risk his life on the sea in order to learn both his own weakness, the extent to which he needed Jesus, to learn both his own weakness and the almighty power of God. If Peter had not taken the risk, he would have never learned the meaning of faith. Hear that again. If Peter had not taken the risk, he would have never learned the meaning of faith. Where in your life do you need to step out of the boat? What risks do you need to take? What is the fear that is maybe keeping you in the boat? If you do step out of the boat, what are the fears that are distracting you from Jesus? How are you encountering your own weakness and needing to cry out, save me? When I was about, when I was 10 years old, I was in a very serious um, electrical accident and ended up in the hospital. And it was a pretty traumatic experience. For a while, they weren't sure if I would live. Um, anyway, long story. And what it ended up meaning for me in my life is that uh, a I had associated hospitals as a place where I almost died, not as a place that my life was saved. And so I would often get very anxious whenever I went into a hospital. I would start breathing shallow. I'd start sweating maybe feel a little nauseous. Um, 
it's not a great thing to have if you want to become a priest because you go to hospitals quite a lot. And I've done a lot of work on it, and I'd gotten better. But every now and then, it, w it, it resurfaces. And when I was a priest in Santa Barbara, um, a, f a parishioner who was also a friend who was my age uh, was in a serious bike accident and was in ICU with a se severe head trauma. And uh, for some reason, that experience brought back all my trauma about going to hospitals and my fears. And I felt like when I went to see him, I, I wasn't getting past myself. I was stuck in my own fear. I wasn't coming to him as a priest. I was caught in my own fear. And the priest I worked for at the time said, Chris, you love to surf. I'm like, yeah. He's like, have you surfed some pretty big waves? I'm like, well, not like Mavericks or something near us, but this is Santa Barbara. But I'm like, yeah, I've surfed some pretty big, powerful waves. He's like, I want you to imagine the biggest wave you've ever surfed. And what was it in you, knowing that it could go bad, what was it in you that allowed you to overcome that fear and take that risk and paddle into that wave and drop down its face? And whatever allowed you to take that risk I want you to imagine that when you're about to walk in to that hospital room. And so I would drive to the hospital and I would sit in my car and I would close my eyes and I would imagine paddling in, remembering the biggest wave I had ever surfed. And that moment where I decided to commit and go for it. And I was able to take that the way that I had overcome that fear and apply it to the fear I had of being in that ICU room and being with Jeff, who ultimately had to have life support removed from him. And it helped me stop being focused on my fear and focus on being a priest to him and finding God in that moment. You know, it was kind of like, Lord, save me. And being able to shift that fear really helped. When I talk to many of you on the phone, uh, most common thing I hear, especially from uh, people who live alone during all this shelter in place, is that you're bored. It's very different than the image we have in the readings today. I think some families with young kids would love to be bored. We're all having different encounters of this. Many of us can't step out physically or take certain physical risks. And by physical risks, I don't mean walking around without a mask or doing something that's just stupid, but like, you know, going down a hill on a mountain bike or surfing or whatever. This passage is really an invitation to step out spiritually, to step beyond your fear into that boat out of the boat into the water and to try to walk towards Jesus on the water and to try in our weaknesses to not focus on our fear but to focus on Jesus and there are a lot of ways we can do that this is a very important time for all of us to think about race for those of us who are white to think about our privilege there's a risk in that Right? There's a risk in kind of evaluating 
how we understand the world we live in and seeing it from different perspectives or trying as we tried to see the world through Peter's eyes I'm not black I can't pretend to be black but I can try to imagine how experiences I've had may be very different through someone who is a person of color the passage is also an invitation to step out of the boat and try to walk on the waters of prayer if you notice in the passage today Jesus goes up on the mountain to pray alone and then walks on the water so he prays first and then acts Peter does what most of us do which is call out in prayer in a crisis right it's when he starts to sink that Peter starts to pray Lord save me and there may be no more authentic prayer than Lord save me but maybe there's a message here too in looking at Jesus pattern of prayer versus Peter's pattern of prayer maybe it's good to have put in a little prayer time before you actually need it maybe that's a way to step out of the boat and deeper into God and to let some of those fears go away and there can be a fear there because entering more deeply into our faith sometimes we can feel like our identity will be lost or we want our independence from Jesus but he's saying come come can we take that step Peter took the risk and he found the meaning of faith I invite all of us to join Peter in taking that risk stepping out of the boat I'll close with my favorite quote about this story getting out of the boat with Jesus is the most risky most exciting and most fulfilling way to live life to the fullest let us step out of the boat with Jesus amen